This is WCNY's The Capitol Press Room, and we're turning our attention to the future use of notaries for certain legal actions in New York. And our guest is Judith Goldner, attorney in charge for the Civil Law Reform Unit at the Legal Aid Society. Welcome to the show, Judith. Great to be here with you. It's our pleasure to have you. So our conversation stems from legislation, which passed both houses at the Capitol this year, dealing with notary requirements for statements made by litigants in civil cases. For starters, for everyone who hasn't gone to law school, what exactly is a notary and what is the role they've traditionally played in statements made by litigants for civil courts? Well, so a notary is someone who has a notary stamp and has either passed the notary test or is an attorney and attorneys can just apply and be notaries without uh, passing the test. And you probably mostly dealt with them in other contexts, like you do a closing for a house or an apartment. Those kind of actions is where you probably have encountered a notary in the past. And everyone, you know, knows that the notary has the stamp that they stamp and then they look at your, they, you sign something and then they sign something and then they stamp the documents. And when it comes though to statements for civil court, what is the role that notaries play? Are they responsible for uh, essentially signing off on any statements or filings that go to uh, a civil court, whether it's housing, family, or something else? Well, the way it works in civil court currently, if you're an attorney, you can affirm under penalty of perjury and you don't need to have a document notarized. But if you're not a notary and you're putting in an affidavit, that has to be notarized you know, by someone who's a notary. The notary isn't saying anything about the accuracy of anything you put in that document. All the notary is saying is this person came to me and said they're holding themselves out to be the person who's signing the affidavit and then the person signs and the notary signs as well and notarizes it. In a press release from the Legal Aid Society that went out when this bill passed both houses, the current dynamic is described as a significant barrier for low-income New Yorkers, especially those trying to access housing or family court. Why is the present requirement a burden? There aren't that many notaries. So you have to find a notary. And I think the last few days here in New York City, at least with the conditions being what they are, sort of demonstrate part of the problem here. Like someone who's asthmatic, can't go outside, is gonna have trouble finding someone to notarize it. Likewise, in low-end communities, there often is no notary around. You know, we've seen over the past few years with COVID, with other crises, it just can't can be very difficult for low income people to access a notary. And if you have a lawyer, it's a little easier, but even then you're gonna have to go in and see your lawyer and have your lawyer um, sign off on it. And what's important here is to know that the notary isn't really doing any substantive thing here, right? Like it is not, I think people have a sense that the notary is somehow checking something that you've said or making sure it's accurate, but that is just not what a notary does. And so it's just really an extra step that can make it hard for people who don't have attorneys to access the legal system. And even for people who do have attorneys, it can be a burden for someone 
to get in to see their attorney, especially if it's a crisis situation. Well, then what is the alternative to the present dynamic that's being advanced uh, by the legislation we're here to talk about? Well, in federal court, this is not required. So in federal court, and this has been true for a very long time, you as a non-lawyer can affirm under penalty of perjury just like a lawyer does. And it has the same effect, really, as getting something notarized, because if you're submitting something to the court, then you're swearing that what you're saying is true and there are penalties if it's not true, but the notary part of it doesn't help with that. Do you think if this legislation does become law, does the perjury charge represent a meaningful threat? Is there a reason to believe that people would even know that that is the potential punishment? Well, I think people know that now. I mean, the same is true now, because as I said, the notary doesn't have any impact on whether you're speaking truthfully or not. Right. So currently, if you sign something and get it notarized and you are not telling the truth, you could be subject to penalties of perjury. And the same will be true if you sign a document that's not notarized. So during the assembly floor debate on this legislation, assembly member Mary Beth Walsh, a Capital Region Republican and practicing attorney, talked about the way she exercises her notary powers and gave an anecdote about a case where she chose not to notarize a document because she felt like the person didn't really understand uh, what they were doing based on their brief interaction. Is it possible that notaries, while not necessarily having these powers written down, are a safeguard for errant legal filings in some cases? I I really don't think so. I mean, that is not generally the way it works. I mean, generally, the way it, it would normally work is someone comes to you and asks you to notarize something. Honestly, what you're asking them is, are you this person? So let me use you as an example, David. You would come to me and say, you would say, I am David Lombardo and I'm signing this affidavit and I would have to look at your identification. So you'd show me your driver's license and I'd say, yes, you are David Lombardo. So sign here and I would notarize it. That's what I am doing as a notary. It's what I'm saying is it's you. Now, maybe this person, the legislator who you're talking about does more than that, but that is not required by the notary statute. And for us who are trying to eliminate what the the notary does, which is a, a function really to keep people from filing documents that they need to file, we see this as a really a streamlining effect. It's not, it's not going to impact whether someone has read it, is truthful, because that's, again, not what a notary is doing. So if this legislation, though, is in response, at least partially, to the access issue when it comes to notaries, why not address the limited or notary deserts that exist right now? Why not maybe make more people qualified to be notaries or send notaries to certain areas or make it possible to do digital notaries for those days where people with asthma can't go outside? Is there merit to approaching the problem from that side of things? Uh, We don't think so. Because again, this has not caused any problems in federal court for decades. 
So for a very long time, federal court allows you to affirm under penalty of perjury that what you're saying is true. We assume that when someone signs an affidavit, that they've actually read it and know that that's what they're doing. When we draft an affirmation or affidavit from someone, we make sure that they've read it and understood it. And I think that's probably the same for most people who sign it. Again, if the kind of problem that the Republican was raising, it was a real problem, we would see these issues in federal court and we do not. Well, we've been speaking with Judith Goldner. She's the attorney in charge for the Civil Law Reform Unit at the Legal Aid Society. Judith, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, David. It was a pleasure. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. for Capital Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local state and federal government entities at wgpfoundation.org.